Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, sommelier Aaron Rosar, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Today's episode is all about two of my favorite things, and maybe yours as well, wine and chocolate. I am recording this around Valentine's Day, and I'm gonna treat this episode like you've just rushed into the wine store and you just need some help fast. So I am going to be giving you some of my favorite pairings, some wines that you can look for when you're shopping, and you're gonna have a really quick reference guide of if you are in a hurry or you need to pull a wine and chocolate pairing together quickly, I've got you covered. If you're ready to hear about some of my favorite wines to pair with chocolate, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. If you are here, you are probably like me and a wine and chocolate fan. And most likely you have maybe experienced a pairing where they've come together or maybe you've kept them separate and even you've enjoyed your chocolate and you've enjoyed your wine, but you've never brought them together in a harmonious match. So today's episode, I'm going to be giving you some of my favorite pairings that you'll be able to try as well as giving you some tips on where you're going to be able to find them in the wine store or if you're shopping online. I'm also going to talk about why in the wine world we consider chocolate to be a danger item. So we're going to talk about that as well as some easy rules that you can keep in mind the next time you're pairing wine and chocolate together. The first thing I want to discuss is why is chocolate considered a danger item? The reason as a sommelier we consider chocolate a danger item is that it has sugar. Sugar can make wine taste less vibrant if we don't match equal sweetness in a wine with the sweetness in the food that one trumps the other one out. They'll negate each other. We have dairy and if you think about sort of wine with milk they generally don't go together so we need to find some harmonious flavors in the wine's texture. We want to make sure that we're looking for something that does have a bit of a creamy mouthfeel or sort of a softer texture in the mouth. We need to treat chocolate in four different categories in regards to pairing. You're gonna have white chocolate, which is more of a butter, right? Lots of rich creaminess in there. We're gonna have milk chocolate, which is in between that sweetness and the bitterness of the dark chocolate. So we have dark chocolate that has that almost crack bitter snap flavor to it. And the fourth one is if we have chocolates with flavors added to them or creamy centers, because like any food pairing, anytime we have a strong flavor in a dish, it's not just the chocolate I'm pairing with anymore, it's the strongest flavor in the dish and chocolate falls into that same category. So as a sommelier, when we look at chocolate, we need to be looking at chocolate in four different categories. White chocolate is the creamiest and the sweetest. Milk chocolate is in the middle. Dark chocolate, completely different profile. It's bitter and can be super bitter depending on how much cocoa is in it. Dark chocolate has levels of how bitter it can be and then strongest flavor in the dish. So if we have chocolates with creamy centers or other flavors, that's what we're going to need to pair with. Those are the categories of chocolates that sommeliers work with. So it's not just as simple as saying we're pairing with chocolate. We have all kinds of considerations and that's why it's on the danger list in regards to our foods that we always give special considerations to. Let's start with white chocolate. So white chocolate, I will have people who say, Erin, it's not chocolate, it's chocolate butter. And I agree with you, but so it doesn't get confusing, I am going to refer to it as white chocolate in today's episode. Now, white chocolate, because it is so sweet and it is so creamy, the wine styles that we have to think a little bit about, how sweet do we wanna go? 
here's some choices for you if you are serving white chocolate. You can definitely do a 20-year-old tawny port. So you're gonna go over to the fortified wine while in the store, and a 20-year-old tawny is going to give you that brown sugar, vanilla, rich, sweet flavor. It's going to be delicious, but it is going to be sweet on top of sweet, so you're not going to need much of that port, but if you do love caramel and vanilla, definitely bringing in that tawny port together is going to be really delicious. The other wine that's going to be a safety wine, if you will, it's going to go really well is Moscato d'Asti from Italy. So Moscato d'Asti, depending on your wine store, you're going to find it in the Italian wine aisle or it might be on the sparkling wine aisle. Moscato d'Asti is frizzante. It's not full on bubbles like a champagne, but it does have a nice spritz to it, but it's not gonna have that mushroom closure. So when you're shopping for it, it's just gonna look like a normal white wine bottle, like a Chardonnay bottle with those sloped shoulders. So Moscato d'Asti is going to give you lovely flavors of dried apricots and peach to go with that white chocolate that are really harmonious and it's going to be delicious. So Moscato d'Asti or Tawny Port. If you want to do an ice wine or get into those flavors that are harmonious with those white chocolates, we can look for those dried peaches and apricot flavors, those caramel notes, the brown sugar notes. And so that's where I'm taking this pairing. Doesn't say we can't go outside into berries because berries and cream can work deliciously as well. But for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to just give you a couple of quick tips so we're not here all the time. If you are looking for more information about wine and chocolate, definitely check over on my website where I have a specific wine and chocolate course that if this is a real passion for you, it's a really fun course to really dive into understanding wine and chocolate pairing. That's just a little side note for you. Now let's move on to milk chocolate. So milk chocolate, the most popular chocolate style on the planet. It is in bars, cakes, cupcakes, cookies. How do you not love it? It's not as sweet as the white chocolate, but it is still creamy and lovely. And here we can mix in sort of those soft berry flavors in regards to how we can pair it up. The other wine that you can use here is that Moscato d'Asti I just referenced for the white chocolate. That wine is your go-to wine style for any chocolate pairing. So let me just put that out there that if you are a chocolate fan and you have chocolate in your house and you don't have Moscato to ask you in your house, you're missing something. So you either need to get the chocolate or the wine, and these are always going to be your staples in your house. Moscato de Asti, the other nice thing about it is that it's low in alcohol, so about 5.5% alcohol. It's nice and light, and it's just a lovely wine. But Moscato de Asti can go with white milk and dark chocolate. You can definitely serve that. So if you are doing a chocolate tasting with a few different chocolate styles, Moscato de Asti can be your go-to wine, or maybe you're having a chocolate fondue. Definitely that would be one of my go-to wines for you. Now the other ones for milk chocolate is we can pull in those sweet berry flavors. And one wine that I think is really fun is to look for Lambrusco. And again, you're going to be in the Italian aisle. You're going to find, it's gonna be a sloped, like a Pinot Noir bottle. It'll say Lambrusco on the front of it. There'll be a couple different brands depending on where you are in the world. And it may even have a screw cap. Don't be afraid if it has a screw cap. Inside, you are going to find this sweet cherry with a bit of raspberry, little bit of fizz, little spritz to it, but it's really going to bring that raspberry cherry flavor into the chocolate with a touch of sweetness, and it's delicious, and it's fun. This is one of those wines you can just bring out at the end of a meal with a little bit of chocolate or some cookies and biscuits, and it is lovely. So Lambrusco for milk chocolate is easy, it's very economical, 
but don't be afraid of the screw cap. The other one you may be able to find is Brachetto. Again, it's going to be an Italian oil and it is also going to be a sweet red with those raspberry cherry flavors and delicious. With the milk chocolate, I am suggesting that you stay in those sort of raspberry cherry flavors. It's divine. So I am excited to hear what you think about those. Now let's move on to dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is not everybody's thing. I know I love it and I'm a 90% dark chocolate person. I really like it bitter and sharp. And when you're doing dark chocolate like that, because there's no sweetness, we can go to those big red wines that you have been enjoying with red meats or mushroom dishes if you're vegetarian. And here you can pull in that Cabernet Sauvignon, the Melbecks. Some people will do an Amarone. It's up to you, definitely really big, rich Italian wine style. That's an option. I really like to bring in that wine that has a bit of a snap or a bite to it. So that Cabernet with a bit of spice and the Melbeck and the power there and the dark chocolate, and you're going to match power for power. And when you think Cabernet or Melbeck, you're not thinking sweet wine style. So we definitely want to stay with those big, bold reds and with the dark chocolate, it's a really sort of intense, serious pairing and it is delicious. So you can just go up and down the aisles and find your favorite or maybe try a new one. You could also do Shiraz here if you wanted to. And if you have it available, sparkling Shiraz, you could do with both the dark chocolate and the milk chocolate. If you have a sparkling Shiraz available to you, it's really delicious. And because of the intensity of the Malbec, but the fruit flavor in the bubbles, definitely that is another wine that's really fun that you could use for both milk and dark chocolate. So highly recommend a sparkling Shiraz if you are a chocolate lover and you haven't tried one yet. Now I do want to talk a little bit just sparkling wine styles. If you want to do sparkling wine with your chocolate pairing, I'm all about anytime we want to serve sparkling wine, let's bring it to the table. What you're going to look for is you're going to look for those off dry versions of sparkling wine. So you're going to look for demi sec on the label or off dry. And the reason being is sparkling wines are dry. So they're not really going to make that connection between the sweetness and the chocolate and the wine being dry. So you're going to have a bit of a disconnect in regards to the flavor profile. You could have them separately, but in regards to creating a harmonious synergetic pairing, if you don't have a sparkling wine with a touch of sweetness to it, they're just not going to connect. There's going to be a gap in between there. So if you are looking for bubbles, then you're going to be looking for an off dry or demi-sec style. Same with rosés. Rosés are a wonderful place to play here as well and you could potentially do rosé with white milk and dark chocolate but when you're looking for rosé you are going to be looking for those off dry styles so you'll be seeing off dry on the label or white Zinfandel for example. I think there's white Merlot, white Cabernet. Anytime we put the word white in front of a grape variety on a bottle of rosé it's typically sweet style. The other clue for you is to turn the bottle of rosé around and if you see a lower alcohol amount such as 11% and lower, that's going to be a clue that it is a sweeter wine style. The reason being is that when we fermented it, the yeast didn't eat up all the sugar inside of it, so it's not 13-14% alcohol. There's still some sugar left inside of it and so the lower alcohol level on the back of a wine bottle will always give you a clue that there's a touch of sweetness inside that wine. Definitely rosé can be really pretty. You're just looking for an off-dry style to bring that sweetness together. 
Now, if you do have a chocolate with a center, say you have chocolate with orange inside, for example, then we are going to look potentially in the liqueur aisle for something that can bring orange, or we have orange muscat from California, for example, that we could pull in. We're going to look for those synergetic flavors to bring that together. So if you are doing chocolates with strong flavors added into them and fused into them, potentially the liqueur aisle is going to be your best friend. And there's where you're going to find some of those really unique flavors to make that connection. And whether that's in a coffee or a little cocktail or just a side of the liqueur on the side while you're enjoying your, your chocolate, that's an option for you too. Let's recap what we've covered because I want to keep this episode short for you because If it's Valentine's week when you're listening to this, you're probably in a hurry. I know it sneaks up really quickly. Just go over quickly what we covered today. We talked about why chocolate is on the danger zone in regards to the sommelier world because of the sweetness, the creaminess. It also has a melting point that I didn't mentioned before, but it melts, it coats your tongue as well. So getting that, those bites and the flavors in between, but it has lots of different textures. It can have flavors infused into it. So chocolate definitely is on the extra consideration list as a sommelier because it's never the same. And each chocolate style has to be identified as its own unique personality when we do the pairing. Now the go-to wine for you, if you are looking for a wine that will work with white milk and dark chocolate, My favorite wine here is Moscato de Asti, and this is the grape Moscato from the town of Asti in Northern Italy. You may find it in either the Italian wine section or the sparkling wine section, though it's not full on sparkling, it is frizzante. We call it just a slight spritz. So Moscato de Asti is there as your go-to wine. For white chocolate, if you enjoy caramel flavors and you're really into sweet, then definitely you're going to head over to the port wall for that 20-year-old tawny. We're going to pull out that caramel, butterscotch, vanilla flavor to work in with the white chocolate. It's divine, but it is sweet. You may need a nap afterwards, but it is delicious. But you'll just need a little bit of port to go with that chocolate. For milk chocolate, where we went next, Lambrusco is the wine that I really enjoy with it. It's fun, you have that raspberry, the cherry flavor. It's an off-dry frizzante red. You're gonna find that in the Italian aisle. So really delicious wine if you haven't tried. Dark chocolate, you're heading into those big, deep, brooding red wines that we enjoy with red meats and mushroom dishes. So here you're playing with Cabernet Sauvignon, the Melbeck, Cabernet Franc. You are looking for those big, intense reds to match the intensity of that dark chocolate. And if you're working with chocolate with a flavor inside of it or infused, the liqueur aisle may be your easiest place to play to find that synergetic flavor. So take a wander or ask for help at your local wine store of can they find a liqueur for you that will help bring that together. And then maybe you're creating a delicious coffee or just a little bit of liqueur on the side. And if you do wanna do bubbles, which I'm all about serving bubbles anytime that you want to, but if you wanna pair bubbles with sparkling wine, you're looking for that off dry style. So on the label, you are looking for demi-sec or off dry. And same with rosé, which of course is a beautiful, especially around Valentine's Day, wonderful, pretty wine to serve, but you're looking for off dry styles. So you're gonna see off dry on the label, or for example, white Zinfandel, white Merlot, when we put white in front of a red grape, or turn the bottle around and on the back of it, you're going to look for lower alcohol amounts, which is gonna give you a clue to a sweeter wine style. 
So I hope that I have given you some helpful ideas and tips for you to create some wine and chocolate pairings, maybe for Valentine's Day or any time of the year that you can enjoy and savor and definitely let me know if you come up with a new favorite or try a wine style you haven't had before. If you are looking to expand your knowledge about wine and chocolate, I do have a full course all about wine and chocolate over our website at winegirlacademy.com. And depending on when you're listening to this, be sure to look at the events page on the website because around Valentine's Day and different times of the year, I do do fun free webinars to bring people together to talk about wine and chocolate and do a tasting with you. So check out the event page as well. As always, it has been wonderful to hang out with you today. I hope that I have given you some helpful hints and tips and wine style ideas for you to be able to start creating pairings at home and with your family and friends that you can enjoy. I hope I've also inspired you to maybe try some wine styles you haven't had before. If you have any questions or comments, if you're watching on YouTube, definitely leave them below. And if you're listening in your audio form, you can reach out using the website or links below in the show notes. I want to wish you a wonderful week and a happy Valentine's Day if you're listening around Valentine's Day and or a happy Galentine's Day if you're celebrating with your favorite girlfriends. It has been wonderful as always to spend time with you and I look forward to hanging out with you next week. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Cheers to you. Bye now.